Hello, this is Lisa Hazard with the podcast We're All Psychic, and today we have a wonderful guest. Misty's not here, but we have Alyssa, and Alyssa is going to talk about things and stuff, but first, I want to ask you a question. Alyssa, would you like to say hello? Hello. Hello, and uh, Alyssa, do you think we're all psychic? I do, and did you want me to elaborate on it? I would love for you to elaborate on it. (laughs) How did you get there? Well, how did I get to the point where I'm psychic? Or where you think that everybody's like both? Oh, okay. Um, Well, I believe that everybody is capable to be psychic. I believe a lot of people are blocked from being psychic completely. I know that there's a lot of, um, you know, um, the pineal gland calcification. I don't know. That's one theory. There's different theories that even when you were, when you start, Um, at birth, you start to develop the psychic and you have it full blown, but then um, just the lifestyle tends to block it and and create the barriers so that you are not able to be as psychic as you want. I think everybody is psychic right now at different levels, but it's definitely at different levels. I don't think everybody has specific supernatural powers that everybody else does. And also, from what I've gathered, there is um, different. Uh, there's different species, different different races on planet Earth, where everybody has different gifts, and that's an, also another theoretical <laughs> theory. Yeah, uh, that there's different species and races, uh, and ETs and everything. But yeah, I do believe everybody is psychic. I don't believe everyone is been granted their own psychic powers for various reasons uh you know that's all i have to say about that's, that you you know more than me about you about did that great stuff. that was a that's a really <laughs> really detailed and thoughtful answer thank you and it's right everybody's different everybody's experience is different so there are different you know it really depends on each individual what happens to them what their environment is and what they do with it right so listeners this is really cool i introduced her coming uh in our pendulum podcast she is a writer which makes me very happy and she is she writes about metaphysics and fashion and ways to make your life healthier through fashion you want to tell us a little bit about that yes absolutely and i came on to the show realizing that a lot of people would be into the metaphysics and the psychic arts and a lot of my new book healthy fashion the deeper truth and my work in general uh, i have a campaign called healthy fashion campaign is geared towards looking at fashion in a new perspective in a new light and also trying to bring fashion into the spiritual awakening on earth, making it be a tool for our spiritual awakening and our spiritual ascension path and journey. That's awesome. So, so yeah, thank you very much. And there's a lot of different theories and concepts that bring us to the point of, oh, fashion can actually be a tool and it can actually be a healing mechanism and a way to um, help support our mind, body, and spirit. And it can get to the point where we are finding that our fashion can make us more psychic. Our fashion Mm -hmm. can bring us into a state of enlightenment. Our fashion can be a tool, uh, just like a crystal or, or, or like, um, you know, uh, 
different type of, you know, a nutritional meal or a song on the radio. There's every industry has ways that can support uh, the, the metaphysics of the body, the, the spiritual body and the energetic body and fashion can too. And it gets down to whether it be the colors of the dyes, the types of fibers that we choose to wear, the materials, the types of materials. It comes down to the design, the, the ergonomics of the, of the design. Uh, is it aerodynamic? Is it therapeutic for us? What we're going to be sort of um, initiating in, into the the new age of the golden age, which I would believe would be um, the future and current society, is having fashion be a way to uh, develop ourselves and a way to enforce it as a curative therapeutic treatment for the body and i i talk about in my book uh fashion and the aura and how it helps support the energy body i talk about fashion and different types of silhouettes that are angelic or of divin of of divine properties so there's a lot of different um things that are a part of the book and a part of my work and a major part yes is the metaphysics of fashion and i'm actually going to be writing a second book which is going to even delve deeper into uh magic uh, and fashion and oh, that's a whole wow. new, that's a whole new conversation <laughs> that is, both of these sound so freaking amazing i can't wait to read this book so um, when listeners before the, but Alyssa wrote me an email and she told me about herself and I was just like, oh, I gotta see, I gotta be her. Because as listeners know, I'm if they've been listening, <laughs> I'm a jeweler and I, I make sterling silver gemstone jewelry, natural gemstone jewelry usually. And I do it for metaphysical and fashion purposes because they make you feel good. They're blingy, they're pretty, they're fun to make and they do work. So can you give like uh, some examples of what you have like in your research and in your experiences with like for me, the rings work, you know, really well for me to, to kind of focus my day to kind of, you know, give me whatever energies are, you know, associated with the crystals I use. Like what are some examples you could give listeners that they could take from this podcast and implement like with their, their wardrobe, but let's say they're trying to open their psychic senses more because that's kind of what this podcast yes. is about. So what would be some yes, uh, absolutely. suggestions? Yes, absolutely. And I'll second that about the sterling silver because I've uh, not only known it, but I've discovered it in research, um, metaphysical research, that sil silver is a conductor of protection and healing. So silver is a, a major uh, proponent to health and well-being. And I believe, actually, I, I really need a piece of jewelry that's silver. I'll make <laughs> I'll you make one for being on the podcast. I'll make you a ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you don't have to do that. I'll, I'll check, take, take a look at your shop. Do you have a shop? I'm sorry. No, not right now. I have, I'm selling my jewelry uh, at a shop in town. So I don't have awesome. anything listed. Mainly I just do custom orders right now. COVID kind of took my jewelry business. So um, it's just me, oh, okay. you know, and uh, I usually post it yep. online and stuff and I'm, I'm, I'll get, I'm moving right now, but when I get settled in, I plan on hammering out some stuff. So, uh, you awesome. know, I have tons yeah, of stuff, wow. but I haven't, I don't have anywhere to do it right now. So <laughs> right. yeah. 
Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So as we had spoken, jewelry is definitely crystal jewelry, um, metals like silver and gold and copper. Um, I believe ergonomics, uh, fashion and ergonomics is a way to support the energy body in the mental and emotional body and the physical body. So I'll give you an example. Um, they have the therapeutic acupressure shoes. So this is just one one example, one simple example, wearing a sole that has pressure points on the bottom of the foot, which is where all the meridians are located. And that is going to circulate the energy in your body in no time. If we just, cool. I never out. thought about that. Yeah. It's out there. It exists. It's not common. Oh. Uh, yes. Another, uh, healing modality that we could use. Um, and this is a little bit different uh, that I had kind of developed myself. I made a 13 foot scarf, knitted scarf. Wow. And I, yeah, 13 foot knitted scarf. And it was sort of like Native American. I had like Native American embroidered fringe at the end of oh, each, cool. all these tassels. But what I did was I wrapped it around my stomach at one point to use it as a self heating heating pad. Oh. And you now this is fashion, but it's also turning into medicine because when I wrap this on my stomach, the re the, the knit, because it had a, the knit wear, the holes in the knits, it was breathing through. There was breathability. So my skin was being, was able to breathe, but then because I wrapped it for so, so 13, well, for a 13 foot scarf, that's a lot of wrap. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it heated, it conducted heat on its own it was therapeutic and ergonomic because it was made uh, out of a knit uh weave and it's the way heat works is it's you know you go in, the shamans use the the sweat baths in yeah those hot, you know, it's very common to use heat so that's one uh another piece uh and we can just really use basic things that are not basic uh in Egypt, they use color therapy as a way to treat disease. I know the samurai warriors, they used indigo dye. Uh, um, they dyed their undergarments with indigo dye in order to let the indigo dye absorb into the skin and treat wounds and injuries. Mm. There's different ways that are medicinal and therapeutic and also metaphysical because when we're treating the physical body we have to treat the energy body and the mental body exactly that's just amazing so like i'm getting those shoes by the way i'm finding them they are mine you said they're hard to find but i'm gonna find those shoes because i'm thinking about the reflexology yeah, I, I, socks you know those reflexology socks yes. like if you could just line that up with those shoes that is just brilliant i'm still stuck on that Ooh. i'm just I feel like you have so much yeah. information on this. Like, how did you start studying? Where did this come from? This desire to work on this book and, and pursue this subject? Where, where did the idea come from? What occurred to you to make you realize this great correlation? 
that's a great question. And I started uh, very young uh, when I was 16 years old. I'm 36 now. But when I was 16, I started uh, drawing stick figures practically. Mm -hmm. And there were fashion illustrations. And I really enjoyed drawing fashion and illustrations. So that brought me into going to design school. And I went to Academy of Art University for fashion design. I was about to graduate, but I had eight classes left and I dropped out. So yes, I am a college dropout. Me too, three times. <laughs> hey, hey, you try three times and you must be like a scholar at this point. Seven years of school. Yeah, I kept changing yeah, my so, major. Yeah, you're a scholar. You're, you're not a college dropout anymore. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> so I went to school for fashion design and I spent many years sort of in retail developing a lot of ideas when I was styling customers and I went into retail management, fashion merchandising, I produced a fashion show, I produced a handmade fashion brand which actually I had entered into the Saks Fifth Avenue talent search competition and I did not win but I was entered so it was really, cool. really uh, important milestone for me. Yeah. Um, so after all of that, and also traveling and living at several ashrams and monasteries, which was my oh. kind of my second home, I, I loved wow. visiting the different ashrams and monasteries. One was Bhavana Society in West Virginia. The other one was Shivananda Center, Shivananda Vedanta Center in San Francisco, and. Um, these ashrams and monasteries really kind of developed my spiritual life and my spiritual path and it made me really grounded and you know you'd see all of these uh, spiritual figures dressed in these comfy robes and draped in cotton and it made me realize you know that there's something about that there's something about that and i i just have been a f sort of philosopher about fashion for a long long time because there's just so much superficialness out there there's so much you know what is fashion it's, it's just very shallow a lot of fashion is very shallow so i like or, to go or it's deeper. an opinion yeah it's also an opinion about yes. fashion oh you're into fashion it, that's shallow it's just kind of a typical opinion yes yes, yes. but you yes. know it's fashion's fun. I mean, if, 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 if like for me, it took me, I was, I went to Catholic school for eight years. So I wore a plaid skirt or a plaid jumper and a white shirt, you know? So when I got to high school, I was like, I don't know how to dress. You know, so it's like, it was like you know, I dress like my mom told me to pretty much, or, you know, and then when I yeah. got to college, I was like shorts and a t-shirt, but you know what, when I got older, I really enjoyed dressing myself. It felt like I could express myself. And there's this movie. I don't know if you like period pieces, but there is a movie called The Duchess and it has Kira Knightley in it. And there's a line. It's a, it's a pretty sad movie, but there's a line in it. You know, it's a period piece. So I think it's like the 1800s in England. And she's, her husband says something to her about why she's always making dresses and hats and stuff. And she says, well, men can express themselves any way they want. But all we have are our hats and our purses and our dresses to express ourselves yeah. in this society, you know. So it is like, you know, each person when they feel comfortable in what they're wearing and then they you know, if they want to express themselves differently, a lot of times they don't feel comfortable in these clothes. What are people thinking? What, but they might like feel a different way because they're wearing something else if they aren't scared, you know, or intimidated or afraid of the uh, judgment of other people, you know? Um, yes, like I've, I've yeah. always loved hippie clothes. I've always loved them, but I never would really wear them because I didn't feel like I was a hippie. You know, like I've had that block, 
but you know now that I like yeah. I, we talked in emails uh, I had a reader psychic reader tell me to wear more bright colors which I have I used to wear all black and that lightened me up a lot and it's also the intention of trying to lighten myself up by wearing colors it helps too but it really does people seem to like talk to like feel more welcome in my company when I'm wearing colors and not all black and yes. uh, and I do wear the long hippie skirts now and they are so comfortable and I feel good in them I can do yoga in them they feel right it's like why did I wait for that <laughs> exactly like, I had a block yeah. about judgment of other people but it's really for me the passion of you know changing my clothes and what I wear for the day is really about what I want from the day and how I want to feel I think now right yes exactly yes so, that was all beautiful very so well the- said <laughs> Thank you. Well, for like healthy living, um, let me, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw a question at you. I'm pretty healthy right now, but I can, I still have some back and neck problems. I have like compressed discs and nerves. Could you recommend any kind of fashion that might help with back problems? Any kind of thing you've yes. read about or, okay. Okay. So what I know that needs to be developed is a cushioned sweatshirt and a cushioned jacket that could also potentially have a acupressure points targeted in the jacket and this probably it may be out there already um i know that they're developing you know the shawls with the heating pads so you have a nerve uh, you have a nerve problem so i would suggest i also have a bone spur going into my spinal cord inside my neck but I think well, I'm, work- I I'm suggest- decalcifying it and it seems to be working. Yeah, no, this takes, <laughs> you have to be gentle. You, you yeah. Know? I, I, would t- I would say wrapping in a nice uh, cotton or a nice linen or another nice plant-based woven or jersey scarf. I think okay. I would say wrapping it with plants because because they're plants, they're made out of plants. The plants, you'd be surprised. The energy of plants, the energy of the scarf can actually do wonders. Um, and I, I mean, I would actually suggest um, for fashion, you have the back to tactile sensitive fabrics. Okay. So, um, so and by meaning saying tactile sensitive is um, something that is not going to irritate the skin because if it irritates your skin, it's going to irritate the, your, your blood and your bones and your muscles and everything. Right. Um, you know, this is not a question I actually would probably take on because my work is really holistic. And yeah. It oh, so it's like the whole, body. that's the way it should be. But no, 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 it shouldn't be that way. Cause I had injuries myself and I, I have injuries myself and I use certain things. I use certain fashion accessories to help. Um, cause I know well, my leg, for instance, I've had injuries with my leg. It's an old running injury that never really oh. cured it for various reasons. I believe it's, I believe it's slightly evil. The reason why this is not healed quite yet, but I've wrapped this with, um, gauze fabric and you I'd be surprised at the, just the comfort you can get by wrapping because what we do even in the olden days we wrapped the wound with gauze we wa- wrapped the wound with materials in order to to make it get better so I would definitely consider um, you know wrapping with a scarf and then putting a hood over your head to keep it from not moving okay. I mean you might get hot but um and also using uh, trying to purchase cotton jersey 
uh, see, there you go. <laughs> Something, but trying to just trying to get tactile sensitive fabrics as well for your okay. back. But, um, you know, that's something that I would have to really ponder well, a little bit. I kind of threw it at you. I just thought I'd see yeah. you. That's, that's no. already, I mean, I love wearing scarves around my neck. I mean, I have okay, one right so here, you know. Even, so, yeah, so, yeah. You're, so when you put like it, it on, yeah. when you put it on, you're, you're activating. When you're conscious of it, then you're activating the power of it. Because Aww. if we, if we yeah. wear it and we don't feel, we don't feel like it's doing anything, but typically, if we put it on and we feel like it's doing something, that's when it's really going, when we're conscious of it, that's when it's really going to have its healing powers. You're right. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I, I took the it. Colors. Yeah. Yeah. The, the colors can't of your hear. scarf. Yeah. This one's black with little silver sparkles and it's thin. Uh, the listeners can't see me. We're on Zoom listeners, but I, I had a scarf right next to me. And as I took it off, the pain started coming back. And when I put it on and she was talking and telling me what, you know, intention like I could put and I've started rubbing it against my neck and nothing, nothing. I don't I feel better. And I also feel a little happier because <laughs> it does feel good, you know, and it, it makes my neck feel yes, loved. It, and instead it's of like rubbing a it, in, it is like a, yes, yeah, like yes. a, a hug from yeah. a Band-Aid. <laughs> yes, really and, it, and I would hope it, I would hope over time it can do even more, you know? Yeah, I will um, definitely implement this. I, I have to, I, I tell myself I'm going to, you know, wrap my leg with a fabric and then, you see me do and I don't. It's just, it's a matter of routine and habit. I think I have to get myself into doing it, but I, I, I'm not at all talk. I, I wear 100% plant-based fabrics. I wear all different types of colors and I'm really into ergonomic fashion, fashion designs that help the body move in a way of ease and comfort and multiple other things that I do. So yes. I, I'm a yoga pant person. I love some yoga pants. That's like my go-to, you know, they're so comfortable. I do a lot of yoga anyway, so it's like really convenient, <laughs> you know, but yeah, there's nothing like a, like, I hate having anything tight around my waist that, that will just make me irritable and stressed. It feels like it's cutting off like the flow of energy through my whole body, you know? So I, oh, yeah. I, yeah, like the comfortable waistline or something on my hips, you know, just like, it, but I, you know, it's, it's, this is such an interesting topic. I could really just pick your brain forever. I wish Misty <laughs> were here. She would go crazy. Um, so would you, do you have any advice for listeners like um, other than reading your book, which by the way, when is your book coming out? What is your release date? Uh, the release date, uh, it is up for pre-order right now. And the release date is December 1st. 2021, which is a few months away, but you can go to indieboundamazon.com or barnesandnobles.com and Google healthy fashion, the deeper truths, and you can purchase it for pre-order if you're interested. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm totally doing it. <laughs> so awesome. I am. I'm really excited about it. That's really great. And and you have a second book. Are you writing it right now or is it finished or? Um, I'm working on notes. I'm actually kind of just living life and experiencing. <laughs> life and my experiences are going to be probably prompt prompts for my second book so I'm kind of experiencing my life a little bit and I'll be taking notes and I've been taking some other notes when I you know find new research but overall I think that they do develop the, the my ideas and thoughts do develop over time yes exactly I, I don't know if you've uh, you know who Jack Kerouac is you probably do 
but uh, he had uh, written On the Road. I think that's the one who wrote On the Road. I might have my names mixed up. Menopause Memories coming back, but it's still a little. But he, uh, he wrote, he spent seven years on the road and he wrote that book in like two or three weeks. So wow. he wrote, he compiled all these experiences and things he learned. And it was a really, he's a beatnik writer. And, and yeah, he, I've he heard. Really, I, I yeah. knew Jack yeah, yeah, he got really popular and, and 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 that's just like, you know, seven years and then three weeks just compiling. I feel like that might be something you're kind of do you experience and you put it into your writing. That's the way I do. I do that. I channel a little bit. It's a little yeah. bit of a channeled book. And I don't like to really always you know say that because it's like, isn't it my writing? But I am channeling. Uh, I am channeling the book through great spirit. I would believe I would call great spirit. And just like my spirit guides, you know, they're, they're helping me get this information out. Um, because, it, if, you know, fashion isn't, fashion is definitely my passion, but it's not the only thing that I work on. Right. I actually, I actually am a energy healer and I don't necessarily work on people, but I work on land. So oh. I go to different energy vortexes and I, I um, sort of activate some of the ley lines. That is so cool. Have you been to Sedona, Arizona by any chance? I, I have been meaning to go there and I've been, it's on my to-do list for sure. <laughs> when I lived in Phoenix, uh, I went to Sedona a few times and now it's, it, they have vortexes listeners and vortexes are places where they amplify. This is what I was told there. They amplify the emotions and the situations you're already going through to make you deal with them. <laughs> it's kind of the way it was explained to me. They amplify things. And both times, well, I went three times, I think, but two of the times I went, I was not in a good place. And, you know, I was in bad relationships and, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And when I went to Sedona, Sedona told me so. <laughs> the vortex is told and I didn't like it. It made me real <laughs> uncomfortable. You know, so I, I wonder now if I went back, if it would be different, because like now I'm happier and, you know, I have more, you know more confidence and stuff I wonder if I wouldn't have been I'd be affected differently now because I, I was just like I hate Sedona and I always thought it was the red because everything's red like the rocks and the cliffs are all red red's my favorite color but still I was like maybe that's what's making me because I was a little bit skeptical even you know when I was 27 or 28 and starting tarot cards I was still skeptical you know uh, about things like vortexes and then it just really did affect me so um awesome. so have you found that um, working with fabrics and stuff from different plants or do you find like exotic fabrics like from other countries, like other nations or other parts of the world to be helpful that we like maybe we don't have access to as much in the States or aren't as well known like silk in China is like a, a very big industry. So, well, um, I believe that there's so many countries in, in different fabrics that we have to lean towards, you know, um, hemp and, and nettles in Europe, peanut silk in Asia. Um, yes, there's all different countries, all different types of plant fabrics. And this is really, I don't believe I've discussed this with you yet. We have a lot of cotton and linen that we use predominantly, but in order to sort of remove the polyester, which is sort of affecting our body scientifically, we have to bring in multiple different types of plants so that we do not stress out the cotton and linen flax plants because there's oh. just really no way to cover 7 billion people and plants unless we use different 
types of plants. So yes, you're you are correct. Are you talking about the fabrics? Or are you talking about the types of fabrics, like the saris in India? Are you are you talking? I was about talking about what they're made of, what the fabrics yes. are made of, like what you had got yes. you talked about before. Yes. Yes, in North America, there's the cattails, and this is a fluff, uh, a type of fluff inside. I love cattails. Cat yeah, yeah, we used to play with them as kids, and hit each other, and they blow up. You know, they're yes. so much fun. Well, this has been tested and studied to be used for it inside, uh, a, like an alternative down for coats. That's a great idea. And, and mittens, yes. Yeah, so cattails, and then there's the capic. The capic tree is in Africa, I believe. And the capic is a is like a type of nut on a tree, and inside, when you crack the nut, there's all this fluff. So this is also being done and used. And I believe in the textile markets in Europe, there they are actually selling capic. Wow, yes, they are they are selling capic. Um, so yes, I I did, took a little bit of a world tour when it comes to finding out all the different plants on earth and where they can be mass produced in a sustainable way. And unfortunately, there needs to be more textile development on everybody's end because we can't go back to the loom and we can't go back to traditional practice or the economy is not going to advance. So once we discover these uh, different types of plants, like lotus stem or hyacinth flower stem root uh, stem and root using those as the fiber for fabrics once we discover them then we make the machinery and be able to uh, alleviate some of the labor practice that's involved right. in a lot, of, a lot of the textile industry thank you you're just blowing me away i'm telling you i just i'm enjoying this so much you're just giving me so much information and i'm just like i just love it all um, can you want to let listeners know where they might be able to find you other than your Amazon book? Do you have a website or anything that they could, or a social media that they could follow you on or anything yes. like that? Okay. Yes. And thank you so much for saying that. I, I enjoy talking about fashion and healthy fashion so much. <laughs> uh, you can find me at my website, www.hfcampaign.com. And that's H as in healthy, F as in fashion. And that's where you can find, um, I also have a book tab on my website and all my social media accounts and, and everything. That's awesome. I will put that information in the description of the podcast as well. And um, I, 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 I hate that Misty missed this one. So I have to invite you back. Would you like to come back after your book release and, and yes, tell I'd us how that. it's going? I would love that. Yeah, I, yeah I just, absolutely. I want to. Now, if I start writing you emails all day long, like, what is this fabric? I'm just kidding. Because I'm like, really, I'm, I'm pre-ordering the book as soon as we're done. And, and oh, oh, and, you know, I'm just like, oh, I can't wait till December 1st. So I guess I'll get here on December 2nd. But awesome. <laughs> I love that. I love this, this idea. I can't wait to read it. And uh, lastly, I'd like to thank my sponsor, Everclear. Everclear is an advice app. Everclear.com as well as a website. You can get your advice from empaths and psychics, and you can hope to gain the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. And I really want to thank my listeners, and I really want to thank you, Alyssa. This is just amazing. And you know, I told you before the podcast, I'm nervous when Misty isn't around, but you, you were just so brilliant and so knowledgeable. I, I, I can look at you and just see like there's just so much information and knowledge and wisdom, wisdom with the knowledge. That's just you've got a lot to offer the world in what you're writing. And I think you're going to educate a lot of people and make them very happy. 
Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you so much, Liz. I really appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, listeners, we'll be back real soon. We got a lot of stuff scheduled. And I guess I will talk to you again soon. Thank you again, Melissa. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>